0: All right, guys. Welcome to White Mountain Comic Con. The Brick City Blockade Star Wars podcast doing a live collecting panel here. This is Brian, the Jedi scavenger. We've got Chris Letty, the Vintage Viewport, and. Uh,
1: Sorry. No, it's okay. Go for <laughs> it. Live show. Go for it.
0: So great, great turnout so far here, Chris, huh?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Love the love the uh, you know all the people walking through, <laughs> just uh, enjoying it. Join the uh, fandom here.
0: So this is the first time you and I are going to talk collecting. I got I got to talk to Scott Inch. Yeah. Last week and uh, now I get to pick your brain and I got to pick your brain about vintage collecting because that's just not really in my wheelhouse. But hey, man, I'm here. So I mean, so I guess just for everybody, like, what would you say is if somebody was to say you're a vintage collector? What what does that mean? What is the what is the date range that you're looking at? What is that? What does that entail?
1: So. Basically, when somebody says vintage, they pretty much mean 1977 to roughly 1985. Uh, that's about the range when Kenner was pumping out those uh, plastic action figures and playsets. And uh, the vintage collecting uh, purists, they really, uh, they really stick to that that time frame. So
0: that's good stuff. I mean, it's it's tough too because now you've got so much modern stuff coming out. The Force Awakens really kind of rekindled a lot of, a lot of collectors wanting to get back into the hobby. Um, Myself, I didn't even jump in until after the Force Awakens Mm kind of came out. I know you had, you know, kind of a similar experience. So it's just amazing. And just the, if we go back about two years now, the prices of vintage stuff is just, maybe let's talk about that a little bit.
1: Okay, so yeah, like you're saying, You jumped in right after Force Awakens. I kind of jumped in about six months before Force Awakens. Uh, I had taken about a nine year hiatus on collecting and when I started getting back into it, I noticed that the prices of vintage were starting to come up consistently week by week. Uh, You check certain figures you're looking for and if you didn't grab it one week, the next week, you know, you're adding 10% increase in value. Um, and it's pretty much continued on that path up into this point. The vintage collecting market right now is so hot. Uh, there's just so many, I mean, there's so many things out there to, to pick from, but it seems like everybody needs <laughs> needs the things now. Yeah. And... They, uh, if you get into bidding wars, I mean, you're gonna, you got to be willing to pay twenty percent above your max, max price, because unless you find that that hot deal, you know, late night searching eBay, uh, that's pretty much the only time if you're, you know, trying to find something on eBay or any of the auction sites. Um, so what,
0: So why do you think people are still to this day now? I mean, almost forty years later, why are they? Why are these figures still so desirable? Because for myself yeah. I don't get into vintage yeah. at all and for me as an you know to get into it I wouldn't even know where to begin.
1: Yeah. So going I mean I think people collect these these things because of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I mean the for me I just remember playing with the action figures as a kid in the woods in the mud, you know, creating my own adventures and that stuff's really stuck with me yeah. and just those memories and be able to continue um having those memories you know by having these things you know i I think that's what drives a lot of people um it progresses from there uh depending on which avenue you want to go to in the vintage market but um what was your other question it was um oh yeah getting into it
0: yeah so i mean for example i i'm a modern collector i collect modern stuff what advice would you give me if i wanted to just dive in
1: uh i mean the biggest thing is you just got to You got to learn. You got to start seeing what stuff is going for. You got to kind of, um, like I have all sorts of books and everything that I reference. And I some of them right behind us here. I mean, I've you know some books like action figure collection books, uh, and that stuff. You thumb through that. I mean, you can pick those up at Barnes and Noble or you can look online. There's all sorts of different levels of collecting books. But you just get to know what the things look like you know, what appeals to you, what maybe, uh, you know, strikes strikes up an interest. Um, then you start looking at pricing. Okay. Okay, do I want loose? Do I want um, loose complete? Do I want mint complete? Like, there's all sorts of levels, and then you jump up to carded. Yeah. Obviously price
0: I is, can't imagine many things are still carded these, F, you know, 30 and 40 well, years later.
1: Uh, I mean, you would think, all right, 40 years later, stuff wasn't, you know, there can't be that much. But surprisingly, a lot of people kept this stuff carded. Uh, I mean, there's the, uh, you know, the rare factor is thrown around a lot. And people think things are rare. Yeah. They're not. Really rare. There's just
0: a lot of people didn't keep them or right. didn't think to keep them or they didn't, didn't want to keep you know them. bury them in their sandbox or I know,
1: I know. <laughs> um but once you get into all these different vintage collecting groups, you see that there's a lot more out there to choose from than if you were just trying to hunt for stuff locally. Yep. Um stuff seems a lot more rare if you do it that way. Uh, I think Trying to get into it, the best way to get into it is just, you know, buy some loose figures. Maybe I mean I call them beaters, you know, played with condition. Yeah. Uh, I mean you can pick those up anywhere from three to to six six bucks depending on the the character. I mean, some of the some of the loose figures in played with condition can go for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. But you find that stuff out once you get to, you know, you you get to know. All the characters and figures produced.
0: So I mean, so I know there's a lot of more focus now on what we'll call the original 12. Mm-hmm. Um, Hasbro last week at New York Toy Fair just announced in their six-inch Black Series that they were going to mm-hmm. put those original 12 figures on carded backs, which obviously have an extended bubble, mm-hmm. lot larger than obviously the three and three-quarter ones, and. Interestingly enough they didn't they haven't they hadn't yet produced the Jawa and the death squad commander yet So those are actually going to be brand new But they picked up on that nostalgia factor was saying hey by the way you remember that uh, early bird Display stand you had well you can get it now for the for your uh, for your six-inch black series And they just released the first five wave. I think it was Luke Leia Han Obi-Wan and R2D2, yes. that first 5, and I think the next I want to say April yeah, timeframe is going to be the next time. They sold out instantly on Hasbro Toy Shop. It's like cr- crazy. I thought about it cuz I didn't have an R2D2. Uh-huh. But that figure, you know, sidebar was going right. for about it was released 2013. Yeah. Was going retail for 19.99 originally. It was going going anywhere from 80 to 100 dollars mint in box. And it's just crazy, but now a re-release is gonna drive that down, but I think that re-release is gonna quickly be a hundred
1: dollars. I know, I know, it's crazy how, uh, I mean, not only, you know, bringing back the nostalgic style packaging um, can really spark the collectors to, you know, that's what collectors have been asking for, uh, that vintage style packaging, Um, and that drives collectors to try to buy up everything as they you know as it's released and i was surprised that they were released they were already available i didn't i didn't i guess i missed that
0: it was Uh, something like some campaign they had like um see now buy now or something like that except if you weren't on the internet between like 2 and 3 p.m last saturday afternoon you didn't get to buy (laughs) now (laughs) you need to go hit the ebay route which I
1: i was surprised they they had toy uh toy fair and the next couple days later, guys were like, um, they were just saying, they were posting like, my shipment arrived, and I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Um, but well, anyway, technology. Yeah, I know. We it's, still
0: got the, we still got a broadcast going it's here. It's all so. good.
1: Uh, but bringing that back to the original twelve action figures, um, you know, I, I spoke about it on. Um, Brick City Blockade podcast and my collecting segment, the original 12, I think, you know, those those 12 figures are what really sparked everything. This whole phenomenon. I think the collecting
0: you know, phenomenon, too. Uh,
1: yeah, exactly. And and uh, those original 12 figures, those are some of the hottest figures yeah. to get carded. Um, if you can find those carded in mint condition, um, the... Uh, you know, ungraded, I mean, you're talking, depending on the character, um, minimum of six to $800, um, all the way up to if you've got a double-telescoping Luke Skywalker or uh, Ben <laughs> Kenobi especially. I mean, uh, if you had a graded Kenobi, um, like an AFA-85 yeah. telescoping, I mean, you're talking $15,000. Wow. So, um, but it, and then you start getting into the minutiae of the collecting. Yeah. Because they had that first 12 figures release. Yep. Those were considered a 12A. They had, I think, four, there was like four to six different variations of card backs, which can change the pricing dramatically. Yeah. So say you, you've you got a 12A Chewbacca um, and, you know, it could be $1,500, um, you know, in, in ungraded condition. If you have a 12D yeah. Chewbacca, you know, you could be looking at $600. So it's kind of, you really got to know what you're dealing with and the pricing because if you're just jumping in yeah. and, you know, you're like... Oh, a 12 back. A 12 back Chewbacca. You know, those are going for like $1500 or whatever. And you pay $1500 and it's not it's not a 12A. Yeah. Then you start getting into trouble, you know, um, it's probably a nice piece, but maybe over- not worth what you paid right, for, you it, so. for. it? There's a lot of I there. mean,
0: what what resources would you have somebody use like if they wanted to you know make sure that they're getting the right one i mean we reference the books that are behind us there yeah
1: i mean so the books that i that i brought um they're not necessarily gonna help with some of the 12 back uh or like um the card back card back yeah there's a a um a book called the kellerman book Mm-hmm. which I don't have it because the going rate is between $300 and $350 wow. just for the book. <laughs> and I think it was released, I can't say for sure, but it's around 2003, 2004, and, and John Kellerman was this collector that um, he had access to all these card backs, and he photographed every, every one. Yeah. Uh, all the different variations. I mean, there's a few very like outlier variations that didn't quite make it in there, but uh, I haven't even. I I would love to have that book someday, just to thumb through it. But, yeah. Um, something like that, you're gonna get a really good idea of what the card backs look like, and uh, but the best, some of the best places are Facebook groups. Yeah. Uh, there's a group <clears throat> on Facebook. It's the um, I think it's Vintage Star Wars. Uh, collectors like 12 back group okay and pretty much all of the top or most well-known collectors in you know in the world are on that group yeah so if you post a picture of something I uh, they're gonna help you out they're gonna tell you what it is people are doing that all the time yeah um, another one is um, the Imperial commissary okay which is or the IC uh, that's a really good collecting group guys are um, really positive on that group and uh, expect to get a response you know within minutes there's like 10,000 10,000 members on that group at least and uh, so those are some of the groups and then I would say as far as websites you can go to the imperialgunnery.com that's a forum that one's really good and uh, just trying to think off the top of my head I mean there's there's a bunch of other websites you can check out so yeah
0: so fun. there's definitely resources out there oh, yeah. so i mean so you'd probably recommend somebody starting out with uh you know to use your term the beaters yeah. to you know get familiar with them mm-hmm. if that's the worst condition figure you're going to get you can only go up from there Yeah, absolutely. um but yeah i i've seen you know we've been at um at krypton comics mm-hmm. in, in exeter yeah. in new hampshire and they have a couple a couple minty fresh figures yeah. there and you can yeah. tell the difference between one that's been well used and one that somebody found in their, you know, their, their basement or something that was, uh, those are in really good conditions, so. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: I know, you can definitely tell the difference, especially with like uh, Princess Leia, because yep. she's, she's all white, and you can see the crisp, crispness of the white, and uh, <clears throat> you compare that to a played with one, you know, you get the, the hair, the paint on the hair, um, rubbed off or you know it's all discolored and everything I would you know that, that sort of thing you know because that Leia is a really hot figure now too especially in that pristine condition yeah and, and her blaster is the tiniest little blaster <laughs> and if you find a um, a black a black one that supposedly I, that came with the original one. Yeah, you can pay up anywhere from twenty-five dollars to fifty dollars just for the blaster. Wow! And it's just a tiny little piece of plastic. And uh, <laughs> well, how do you know? How
0: do you know too that you're getting the original versus getting like a somebody just customizing one and making one?
1: That's a big. That's a big problem. It has been since probably the early nineties. But even more so now, because people see the value going up. Uh, repros, no repro, man, no repro. That's that's a big thing that's uh, preached on a lot of these a lot of these collecting groups. Uh, there's a lot of tricks and tips on trying to figure out what's real, what isn't. Some of them are not. They're subjective. Yeah. One of the biggest ones is a flow test. Uh, vintage. The majority of vintage weapons will float. Yeah. The uh, the repros, it's usually a, a harder plastic, and so they'll sink. Yeah. Now there's been different generations of repros, so yep. people have kind of mixed that plastic to float. Yeah. So then, if that's the case, you can do uh, light tests. So you put it on top of a flashlight. Yeah. And if it if it projects through the uh, weapon then likely it's original yeah then you've got uh the bounce test (laughs) it's ridiculous uh yeah the bounce test uh you've got to have a You. it's almost like you have to have a repro weapon to figure out what it sounds like when you bounce it compared to an original weapon uh so those are just some of the tricks there's a bunch of other ones out there and there's people that there's uh Threads on forums that really go in depth. That even, I mean, okay. So you, not only you got the weapons that are repro. <laughs> yeah. You've got the stickers for like R two D two and R five D four. Yeah. You've got the capes. I mean, a vinyl cape, Jawa. I mean, those are going anywhere from eight hundred to twelve, twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. And if you don't know what you're looking for, if you don't have the right cape, it's. gonna get burned and uh
0: so basically what you're telling me is you better know what you're doing before you start spending a lot of money with vintage yeah
1: Yeah, you really do have to know i think uh, and sometimes you kind of you get you get presented with a lot Uh, you know you see a listing on craigslist or something and you want to jump on it i think uh sometimes you got to be willing to take that risk you don't know exactly what everything is in in there yeah but i think uh,
0: yeah i've seen you i've seen you go after a couple like you know on our, we have our own little uh Brick city blockade group yeah. chat thing that we do that we can call all keep up to date with stuff and yeah. you'll be like oh yeah i'm gonna go out to such and such yeah. to see if i can um you know get this lot and hopefully you've got something that's worth more than what you obviously paid for i mean that's what you're going for I when know. you would do something like this
1: yeah yeah that's sometimes, like, I was just going through all my many vintage figures and uh, unfortunately, one of the lots I got uh, <clears throat> had several Vader's and uh, several um, Obi-Wan's that had repro lightsabers. Uh, and I was, I was really bummed out. But I just didn't have time to check. yeah. You know, because, I mean, you're in the moment. You're just trying to make a snap judgment. Um, so, yeah, I, you run into it. And uh, yeah, you, you definitely got to know what you're doing. Even for me, going through and trying to figure out what's repro and what isn't, yeah, you can get anxiety like just trying to, like you're, like all right, I paid all this money for this lot. Yeah, I'm hoping, I'm trusting that this was a childhood lot, and it, you know didn't get you know mixed in mixed in and yep. know, that sort of thing. But I've been pretty lucky with the stuff I've gotten. Um, not not so much for some other people.
0: Yeah, so let's talk, well, kind of final point on, on vintage. Yeah. You guys, everybody can hear there's tons of music here in the yeah, background. Sorry. This is definitely a live experience. Yeah. Um, Chris, talk. let's talk about, um, I was going to make a good point there too. Like, there used to be forums like Rebel Scum and stuff that, that are still in existence, but I almost kind of feel like just from my own experience, some of these Facebook groups, give a little bit more credibility to the people giving the advice because there's usually, I mean, you can be anybody out there on the inter- oh, yeah. internet that you want to be, but I think Facebook kind of makes you present yourself because it's tied into, you know, your your, your family pictures and everything, so there, there's some legitimacy to it, but I, I almost feel like, <clears throat> and I've had a lot of luck selling and buying on yeah. these groups, and, and at first I was a little hesitant about it, but I think Facebook kind of gives that validation where you almost have a little bit of peace of mind that I think is, is really good. And you talked about it with you know a lot of these people, you know, giving out good advice. And yeah, yeah I guess just listen to the experts. I mean, we say it all the time on on the podcast network. We don't we no, don't pretend to know it all. No,
1: definitely not. Um, I mean, I for me, yeah, Facebook groups are the way. I mean, they're kind of the way of the future. You see a lot of these. Forums like um, Rebel Scum is pretty much hardly anybody uses Rebel Scum anymore. Um, there's uh, there's the Collector's Archive, um, that's an amazing website. They had a, they, I mean, you know, they have their own website. Um, Sky, Sky Payne and Stephen Danley, they're associated with Collector. It's CW, uh, SCW.
0: No, sorry. We can edit that yeah. out after, I know, so. that's right.
1: No. <laughs> it's, it's an amazing.
0: I'll probably forget to do no, that That's right.
1: <laughs> that's fine. No, they have the Kivecast. Okay, and, yeah. And uh, what they. Sky has. I love listening to him because he was really reluctant with these Facebook groups because he was all about the forums. Yeah. And then he realized a couple years ago, you know, about a year ago or so, all right. We're not getting as much action. Do going through these forums. What's going? You know, why is Facebook so big? Why yeah. is? So we started looking into all these groups and everything, and he realized that the community has really shifted. Yeah. Facebook has just completely changed the collecting um, landscape, and I think it's going to be that going that way. I mean, the forums are always going to be there. There's a um, Star Wars forum. Um, UK, which is a really good one. Yeah. Um, the guys from the Vintage Rebellion podcast um, always reference that um, that site. But the sense of... Because the forums are a little... It's harder to, under, to really get to know people yeah. just the way they're presented. Facebook, you're presented in such a better uh, light and people can kind of click on your profile and see what's going on with you and kind of see what you have... You know, they can kind of get a sense, you know, some some sense of what kind of person you may be and, all right, is this person, you know, somebody that's worth dealing with? Yeah. Uh,
0: you almost know pretty instantly, too, if somebody's, you know, like legitimate. Because, you know, you see that from time to time. You've got somebody that's always like, oh, I'm interested, I'm interested. Yeah. But when it comes to talk, like, deal, they're like, oh, no, 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 I don't got enough money in my PayPal yeah. account. Or, I know, uh, but... you know, I had one time this... Uh, this, it turned out to be a kid he's like oh my dad doesn't like me to use his PayPal account to buy Star Wars toys oh, I'm like alright thanks anyways yeah. um,
1: that's such a that's a tough thing to deal with I deal with it all the time uh, whenever I post things on Facebook uh, for sale yeah, you just gotta kind of accept it and, and hope that it doesn't um, you know you don't get too much of that uh, yeah. but I mean
0: Facebook is amazing and we'll kind of transition out of you know vintage yeah. to some modern stuff but you know, I, I've gone through and I've been thinning out some of my Black Series collection. Um, you know, thanks to you, I got <laughs> probably more scare of Stormtroopers yeah, than I needed to I, in the bad, fall. Yeah, influence, you know, on the um, right here. But you're like, hey, you know, Brian, hey, there's like 10 of them here. I'm like, oh, get them all, get yeah, them all. Like, <laughs> you sure? Yeah, sure? I'm like, yeah, here, I'll, I think I'll, I'll, you know, turn around for double profit. Yeah. And that didn't happen, so. No, no. Um, but it's amazing. You put something out there for sale on some of these groups. And within like ten minutes, you've got multiple different people, and people will like you know put a hold on them or claim them, and it's uh, it's just amazing. I mean, it's it's. I think there's a different. Maybe we'll talk about this. It just kind of came to my mind. Like I think there's Facebook group selling, and then there's eBay selling, and I think eBay. My preference is to use eBay if I'm going to want to maximize profit on something. Um, for example, Darth Revan right. out of the most re- one of the most recent Black Series waves, at one point was fetching eighty dollars. Oh, is now fetching probably forty to forty five yeah. and actually it's creeping back down a little because he's more more available, he's not as scarce. <clears throat> that would be something I want to sell on eBay. Yeah. And um, you know, I have had various different luck with, you know, buy it now listings versus yeah. bidding and you you want people to get into a bidding war. Absolutely. But I think it's also so hard, too, and to bring it back to the vintage collecting, they're not going to just all of a sudden start making vintage figures again. I mean, there's a finite number out there that is more of a finite number out there that are in good condition. It is really hard to turn a profit around on something they're constantly manufacturing at the current time. The only time you can turn a profit that I've seen is if you happen to get it first right. and get it out there and getting those people that have to have it, those whether completists. they're with the, the completist yeah. or, you know, with Darth Revan, for example, I mean, even on our own podcast network, I mean, the, the Legends guys and the people that played KOTOR yeah. and just they needed to have that figure. And that's some of the stuff that's leading that as a currently manufactured figure to be so desirable. And, and Hasbro, They don't cater to collectors anymore. They don't. They are definitely more in the market now to produce toys that kids want to play with. I'm not even sure that the 6-inch Black Series is for collectors
1: anymore. I I hear you on that. Like, they just, um, on the toy run, Jake Stevens and Chris B were talking about Hasbro's profits. And they had a record year last year. Yeah. And it was a record year in which they barely catered to the collector you know so they're they're making all their money on on the Star Wars Nerf guns and you know and the the lightsabers and the helmets and and the helmets helmets and and all that sort of thing they just don't think that
2: um, I mean they're gonna make the action figures but
1: um sorry (laughs) no they um yeah, the, uh, the collectors are... It's not like back when they were, you know, six, seven years ago when they were producing 80 figures a year with all sorts of accessories and articulation and that sort of thing. That wasn't making them money. Now it's, you know, the 12-inch the, uh, uh, shampoo bottle figures yep. and the, um, the uh, you know, all the weapons and, you know, just... That sort of thing is making that money, not the not the three and three quarter inches. I mean, the six inch figures they say is for collectors, but it's you know I think it's I think it's going to kind of go by the wayside, you know, eventually as far as uh, being collector focused at all.
0: Yeah, it, maybe we can. Uh, it looks like there's a live yeah. show starting here, so we can grab part two in a little bit. All right, Chris, we're back for part two, just a little bit longer. We got uh, we got booted off the stage, but the show must go on. So, honestly, I don't even remember what we were talking about last time.
1: No, I think we left off um, maybe around, uh, talking about, let's see, I don't know. Where did we leave off? 12, the first 12?
0: Facebook groups. Oh, yeah, Facebook groups. Sorry.
1: Sorry. There's been so much going on here, we're uh, a little distracted. White Mountain Comic Con yeah.
0: 2017. Yeah, we uh, the Facebook groups. Yeah, the
1: the progression of collecting, you know, in the in the Facebook groups. We uh, yeah, I think the the best thing about the groups right now is the fact that you can show pictures of everything really easily. You can upload everything. You can put out a price. You can put out. Whatever you may be looking for, possibly in trade, uh, it's an ability for people to just jump on whatever you've got right away. I think, I think, uh, you know, that makes it so much easier than the forums, in, in my opinion. Well, Hold uh, on, we gotta we gotta go live
0: over here to the uh, the founders of the Brick City Blockade Star Wars <laughs> podcast with, with with Robin and Sean, and just get hey, a little. Hey guys, you guys are live.
1: I know it's yeah, awesome. I know. Sweet, I love it. White Mountain Comic Con 2017. First 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 con for us. First con of the year. That's right. There's many more to come, so. Yeah, it's gonna be so awesome. We're so blessed
0: to be here at White Mountain Comic-Con 2017. You guys are talking to Nalani, yeah, Sean in a little up. bit. Yeah, we're yeah, Sophie. Right. Yeah. For be me, hard. I'm really excited. Yeah, Sean is like I'm a, <laughs> really, <laughs> I'm a big Bear Sophie. If Ophie there was fan. video right now Sean's like,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. In and, the prop- this,
0: yeah. and and Chris and I are over here looking at your unpunched vintage <laughs> collection uh Vera Sophie over here that Yeah,
1: why do you guys talk that about a little?
0: All right, bring it back. Uh, I'll let Chris lead this one. I I know it's worth. Uh, I know it's worth more just because it's uh, it's unpunched.
1: Right. So when we talk about unpunched, it just means that hang tag is still intact, and that's usually straight right out, out of the case. Yeah, right out of the case. Um, this thing looks nice and fresh. There's no creases in it whatsoever. The bubble's nice and solid. Um, Nice, clean on the back, no scuffs or anything.
0: Looks like he paid fifteen for what? He
1: said he said he paid less than that, though. Oh, great! So I mean, he got quite the deal. Because that's
0: that probably would go for twenty, twenty-five now. Yeah, that's about the going
1: rate. Um, yeah, and then this, the vintage collection. This one was in two thousand so and ten. So right was, at the start of it, right? That's right in the start, and uh, that that collection is one of the ones that collectors keep going back to. That's what they want that's the kind of presentation oh that they want from uh, their three and three quarter inch figures um, and going back to what we we're talking about with Hasbro it doesn't look like that's in the cards um, it's too expensive to produce the super articulated figures yeah uh, you know in mass quantities that's why Walmart you know only puts out a few um, you know every quarter
0: it's like four um, four a quarter basically yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And and most of them
0: are all repacks. Or yeah,
1: That's, yeah. What were the ones that were just announced? Was it, was it Tuscan uh, Proto, Raider? Tuscan
0: Raider, Proto uh, Boba Fett, Ponda, uh, Ponda Baba. Baba, and
1: shoot, there was one more. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, I apologize. Shows how much we know. Yeah, I know. We're on top of things, guys. You know, but uh, so. Sean's going to uh, hopefully get uh, Nalini to sign this nice, mint, pristine figure.
0: Yeah, I've got this uh, 2002, I think this was the Attack of the Clones run. Yep. Bear Sophie, so hoping to get that signed as well. And
1: Very nice. I'm looking to get uh, probably a photograph signed. Yeah, there you go. Yep. So, But, uh, yeah, I mean, going back to what we were talking about with the groups and everything, uh, there's even a vintage collection group on yeah. Facebook. Yeah. That's where you can get a lot of the, you know, the, the current pricing and everything, and, and, you know, you can get an idea of what things are valued at so you're not paying too much. And uh, some people trying to unload, you get a good deal.
0: Yeah, I know one thing, too. I, I've talked about it on a segment for, I'm going to say, Star Wars too. but um, looking at eBay's sold prices mm-hmm. and not necessarily buy it now but, um, you know, at auctions, and and I say it all the time, the one thing I feel like I do know is your collection or your items is only worth what somebody else is willing to pay for it. Yeah. So that on, on eBay is a good way to gauge that. And actually as part of one of those six inch black series, um, so good, um, those six inch black series group, there's a, a, a guy by the name of Frank Perkins that uh, has a website that automatically scrapes a lot of information. And it's such a great tool for, for selling because you can tell what something's going to sell at, like new mitten box and, and stuff like that. But if you have a loose figure, what you can do is maybe take like say half that and then figure in shipping costs and stuff. And just using that information, I was able to sell a lot of figures pretty quickly. And it's it's fair. I mean, and a lot of these groups too, they, they have rules against... They don't want people scalping in there. Absolutely. And it's so funny. I yeah. don't know if you've noticed it, but you almost get course-corrected immediately <laughs> if somebody doesn't like your price.
1: Oh, man. And, and it it's is... so annoying because oh. you if you put
0: some thought into what you think it should be and someone's like, yeah, that's way overpriced. It's like...
1: Oh. It's a little discouraging. It is but...
0: discouraging, but I think it also tells you that maybe you didn't do your homework mm-hmm. enough, which isn't a bad thing, so...
1: Yeah, I think... That's a really nice, I mean, it's a nice and frustrating thing at the same time because, you know, you realize what, you know, what's something worth for you, but what's something worth to somebody else? Um, Even if you paid retail for it and you want to move it, you may have to be willing to drop it for a couple bucks, uh, you know, drop a couple bucks off that price to get it sold. Um, I mean, because people, they see what's going, things are going for on eBay. Yeah. And sometimes people just don't like dealing with eBay, but they look at those prices and then they use that when they look at these group prices and they say, hey, you're you're selling that for too much eBay has yep. got it for 17 bucks you're trying to sell it for 25
0: but eBay can be a hassle
1: Absolutely and you know you got to factor in um, you know all the all the different costs that are added on to, to those sales as well. Um,
0: so hold on, we've got James Brown, the voice of the Brick City Blockade Star Wars podcast. Get him you looks like you picked up a couple things today, James. Yeah, um, every time I walk around this place I gotta get conned to buy it something else. So <laughs> it's, and, and James is that uh, the silky smooth voice that intros all the podcasts and hopefully like we got him on the round table a couple weeks ago, hopefully we can get him more involved and it's just uh, yeah, it's great to have you part of the team. Oh, that's definitely something I'm looking forward to. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, finally get to meet James, get to hang out, get to pick each other's brains on uh, no, we what just collecting Now we just got to get
0: Scott over here. Send awkward text yeah. messages oh, yeah. to Brian's phone. Yeah. 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 Well, now I've got your number, so. Yeah, yeah It's like welcome. somebody's watching me. How did they get my number? <laughs> I might have had a hand in that. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, both hands, actually, yeah, if yeah, I recall. <laughs> I don't know I know this we'll probably put a bow on this and wrap it up I know Chris you got to get out of here we're gonna yeah. get ready for the next panel and it's, it's been a blast yeah, it's been
1: awesome it's been great talking um, getting to meet people and uh, you know hopefully uh, we can keep this thing rolling on the next the next event
0: absolutely so all right folks uh, obviously make sure you are subscribing and tuning into the Brick City Blockade Star Wars podcast on iTunes
1: SoundCloud and
0: TuneIn tune in Radio. I had to look over here to Robin to make sure I get that one right because that's the first time I've got that one right at this point. So, um, and Make sure you're following the Brick City Blockade Star Wars podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the above, and that's how you're going to get all the latest information on all the shows that we have coming out. And there's a lot of them, so tell a friend. We appreciate everybody listening, and may the Force be with you.
1: Always.